Welcome to another Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I created this show with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own way. Together, we can all make a difference, and it starts with love, love from the hip. Iridology is an alternative medicine modality based on the belief that every organ in the human body has a corresponding region in the iris. And so by using a system of charts, reading markings, signs, and colors of the iris, iridologists can distinguish between healthy organs and systems in the body and those which are inflamed, diseased, or distressed. Through iridology, it is said we can not only understand our past and our present, but also our potential future health conditions. The four principles that form the cornerstones of iridology are, number one, the condition of the nerves, number two, the condition of the blood and lymph system, number three, adequate circulation, and number four, nutrition, which includes sleep quality, breath, and also state of mind. Early scientific evidence for iridology was recorded in the 17th century by Hungarian doctor, Dr. Ignaz von Pexley. Dr. Ignaz first became interested in iridology when he was a young boy. In rescuing an owl, he accidentally broke its leg. He then came to notice a black mark which appeared in the owl's eye, which over time, as the owl's leg healed, changed in form and color. This intrigued him so much that he went on to study medicine as an adult and more specifically, the irides of patients before and after surgeries. He published his findings in his book, Discoveries in the Realms of Nature and Art of Healing, and established his Iris chart in 1880. Another to publish an Irish chart was a young Swedish boy by the name of Nils, who became very severely ill from a vaccination and later doses of quinine and iodine. He noticed his eyes, which were formerly blue, change color due to the drugs. He documented this in 1870 and later released his Irish chart in 1893. In 1904, iridology became popularized in America by Dr. Henry Edward Lane, who published The Diagnosis from the Eye, which recorded his vast findings through the numerous surgical and autopsy correlations with iris markings at Cosmos Sanitarium in Evanston, Illinois. The iris is said to be one of the most complicated tissue structures of the whole body. Approximately 300,000 nerves from various parts of the body make their way into the optic nerve which is why an overall assessment of systemic activity can be made visible at the iris. It is no wonder why it is said that the eyes are the windows to the soul. Much like iridology, the ears too have been mapped and charted for yet another scientific tool available to help treat the entire body and its systems called auricular therapy. This is both a diagnostic and integrative treatment used for pain, ailments, and even an alleviation of addictions. Treatment of these specific ear reflex points are done so via tactile acupressure, insertion of acupuncture needles, or by transcutaneous electrical stimulation. In auricular therapy, there are neurological reflexes and energetic correspondences between specific areas of the external ear, or auricle, and other parts of the body that are arranged in the pattern of an inverted fetus. French neurologist and physician Dr. Paul Nogier, also known as the father of modern auriculotherapy, originated this concept of an inverted fetus map on the external ear. 
He ended up developing his theory after witnessing that some of his patients who had a small scar from a burn on part of their ear by Madame Berin were fully relieved of sciatic pain. According to Nogier's theory, the ear is used to help determine whether the right and left hemispheres of the brain are functioning as a dynamic whole or if some system is out of balance, whether organ, neurological, musculoskeletal, and also whether there are any blockages to treatments like scar tissue or emotional disorders. His system later spread to China and was initiated by the Nanjing Army Ear Acupuncture Research Team in 1958. Although Chinese traditional medicine had been using ear points for acupuncture long before his discovery, they had not linked the somatopic representation of the fetus in the ear. Auricular therapy, although it has been more recently defined by Nogier, was practiced by many early civilizations. In ancient Egypt, for example, women who did not want any more children were said to have their external ear pricked with a needle and cauterized with heat. Mediterranean sailors wore gold earrings to help improve their vision. Hippocrates, the father of Greek medicine, reported that doctors made small openings in the veins behind the ear to help reduce impotency. Reflexology, which is a type of massage that involves applying pressure to the hands, ears, and feet, based on a theory that these body parts are connected to specific organs and systems, although popularized by William Fitzgerald, the father of reflexology in 1917, was also used by ancient civilizations. In fact, ancient Egyptian paintings in the Pyramid of Ankh-Mahor, dating back to approximately 2500 BC, depict early evidence of reflexology. Iridology, auricular therapy, and reflexology are not new, ma- new modalities at all, but rather ones with a long-time presence rooted in different cultures and civilizations. The human body is no doubt a fascinating, miraculous machine, one in which, with each new civilization, way of thinking, and way of being, we come to understand more. Today on Love from the Hip, I am excited to once again have Dr. Vienna LaFrenz on my show. Dr. LaFrenz is an integrative medicine doctor in Republic, Washington. She will share her wisdom and knowledge of iridology, auricular therapy, and touch on reflexology. Plus, she will offer free tongue assessments later on the show. So have your mirror handy and stick around for this exciting show. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries. 
without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at asteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this engaging and informational jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil, assisting others on their journeys of healing and self-discovery. Drawing from their own experiences, Sakura and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all. So they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but in an effort to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering you, the listener, a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go Beyond the Veil. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my podcast, Love from the Hip. That's HYP, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the pleasure once again of having Dr. Vienna LaFrenz on my show. Dr. LaFrenz is an integrative medicine doctor in Republic, Washington. Hey, Dr. LaFrenz, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Sakura. And I have to uh, give you a lot of... Um, Hats off on your introduction because you did a really good <laughs> historical perspective on all three of those therapies. So you obviously did your research. It was wonderful. Thank yes, you. Yes, thank you. And I learned a lot, too. <laughs> so Yes. So how long have you been an integrative medicine doctor? Uh, I've been an integrative medicine doctor for about five years, but I've actually been practicing the integrative side of things for about 25 years as an occupational therapist. So I've been integrating those uh, in my OT practice and now as an integrative medicine doctor. So I've actually been doing it for quite a while, but um, just changing the the title and the, the, and the direction in which I go with it. Wonderful. So since you are going to be doing tongue assessments today, I want to ask you, when did you incorporate tongue assessments and why is it important to read one's tongue? You know, um, as I was uh, going down the journey as an occupational therapist and I was looking at different modalities and different methods of healing, <clears throat> I went into the traditional Chinese medicine aspect of it. And that's how I originally came into the tongue diagnosis piece and really started to learn about how the tongue can actually tell you so much about what's going on with the person. <clears throat> and so most people who know me know that when I'm speaking with you, I'm always looking at your tongue. And now I'm actually looking at people's eyes a lot because it will tell me a lot about what's going on with them. And sometimes I can actually open up a more dialogue as far as some health issues. But I actually started implementing it right away because I started seeing that it was a really good diagnostic tool to use to identify any of the dis-ease processes that are, are starting to happen, especially when I was working with the geriatric population because their tongues would tell me so much. So I actually started doing it right away hmm. and found it extremely helpful. And how did you come to study iridology? You know, I started to see that there was a lot of information that I was missing in my uh, current practice. And I have always 
been fascinated with eyes, especially eye color and um, and what they might tell me. And so as I started to see more and more, literally see more and more of different changes in people's eyes. And as I was working with people, I started seeing that their eyes were changing different colors and I was wondering what was going on. So that made me decide to go into, delve into further and seeing what it was. And then I came across the iridology and I had an opportunity to actually have an iridology uh, thing done when I went to a uh, crystal store Mm -hmm. and there was an iridologist there and I, I scheduled an appointment and he actually uh, did an assessment on me and my husband and it was absolutely, Absolutely fascinating. I was hooked ever since. <laughs> so then I started going to some classes and taking some courses, and uh, I was absolutely just, um, just hooked. You were mag- hooked. Uh, I was just, uh, yeah, exactly. Thank you. I, I was having hard work, hard time coming over the world. So can can I ask I you? Is the absolutely is the right eye? Does it read differently than the left eye? And also, does one eye read differently based on which hand you're dominant with, or does that not even apply? It does apply. So um, first of all, the eyes are like a mirror image. And so what you see in the right eye is going to have the same um, diagram as the left eye, but it's going to be opposite. So, uh, you know, what you see on the right side of the eye will be on the left side of the eye uh, when you look at um, the opposites. So they are a mirror image. So the way that you can tell whether you're right um, uh, eye dominant or left eye dominant is the amount of color in the eye. And what I mean by that is uh, you'll actually see spots in the eye. You might see brown spots, yellow spots, orange spots, things like that. If you have more in one eye than the other, that means you're more dominant in that eye. And it also is a reflection of you're more of a left brain. If you're more right eye dominant, then you're more of a left brain thinker versus if you are a left eye dominant, you're going to be more right uh, brain dominant. And so it does cross over in the brain that way. It also um, has to do with a lot of the personality traits along with that. Um, You can actually tell a lot with the eye when it comes to if you're more of an introvert versus an extrovert. And what I mean by that is if you think about the structures of the eye, uh, and when we're talking about the eye, we're talking about the iris. And in the iris, uh, if there's a lot of structures in the eye, such as um, filaments that may look like striations, and we like to term them in... um, in uh, correlation to like fabric, for example, satin is one of the strongest fibers that's out there. And so when you see a satin type of uh, iris, they're going to have some very strong structures in the eye, meaning a lot of uh, like white filaments that that, uh, go out throughout the eye. And that means they have a very strong constitution. They're able to take a lot of things. Uh, The body, the digestive process is very strong and things like that. Whereas if you have more open areas, like uh, little open pockets in the eye that may sometimes look like a flower, that means that they're, um, oh, and also that person that has the strong striations in it means they're going to be a little more of an introvert, Mm. more closed in, more um, keeps to themselves. Whereas the person with the flowers, with the open, they might have like these, what they call lacunas, that look like they're open cells. And with them, they're more of an extrovert thinking about, if you think about those cells being open, the person's more open. And so they're going to have more of a digestive issue that they're going to be having to deal with because that means that their constitution isn't as strong. And so really looking at, you know, uh, some of those structures and saying, okay, what do I need to focus on in order to, you know, eradicate that? But then that's when you also see the structures change as you start to make some changes in their digestive process or their lymphatic systems or things like that, 
then um, as they start to get healthy, you see the, the, the structure of the iris change. And you might see some of those dark spots go away or the yellow or the orange spots go away. And you might see more of the color, the true color come out of the person's eye. It's really fascinating. Yeah, that is um, fascinating. Many, yeah. And many people have colors in the eyes because of genetics, uh, things that have been passed down from generations. So it may not be something that they accumulated, but something that their grandparents or their parents were um, afflicted by because of toxins or whatever, chemicals that they've been exposed to, and then through utero, you have it now. So mm. some of those things you can't really control yourself. And are there some other health issues that you see as well, aside from digestive? Oh, oh, absolutely. You can see changes in, in um, lymphatics. Uh, as, you, as you were indicating in the beginning of the show, uh, each of the eyes, there's like 90 areas of the eye that we look at, and they are all divided into like a clock structure. And so the organs are, are the organs, the spine, the um, the brain, everything is all organized in that structure. And so you can actually look at those particular areas and see, are we seeing anything in those respective areas for us to look further into? So like if you uh, are seeing that you have maybe some um, cardiac issues, then we look in the heart area and, and we look to see, is there any open lacuna, meaning there's a weakness there? Mm. Or are there any spots that are showing up, such as yellow spots, brown spots, or orange spots that would indicate, or even a black spot that would indicate that there's some form of a dis-ease process that's occurring or an energy aspect of it. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> and so yeah. h- how many colors of eye are there? There's really, oh, truly only three. And what I mean by three, there's truly a brown and a blue-colored eye. And when I say the third one, it's called a biliary, meaning that it's a combination. It usually means it's a blue or a brown eye, but then they have other colors on top of it that change the color of the eye. So, like, for example, you could have somebody who has brown eyes, but they look like they have auburn-colored eyes or amber eyes. And so that is usually because of either some toxins that the person's been exposed to or genetic aspects that make the brown look more yellow or more gold. The same thing goes with blue eyes. Oftentimes you'll see green um, come out, and that's because they're truly a blue eye, but they have yellow in the area that surrounds the pupil, and that makes the eye appear green. Now, when I looked at yours, you (laughs) actually have true green eyes, which is very rare um, to actually see that. Normally you'd see several layers that occur that make the color a green eye, but yours are truly a green eye, which is really fascinating. And I didn't really get a chance to actually look at the whole aspect of it to ever tell you everything, but I did see that you are a true green-eyed girl. What, what does that exactly rare. mean? <laughs> it's just rare. Well, it just means that, um, well, it just means that you have uh, very special colored eyes that are very unusual and that you don't fit in the norms. Uh, you have a combination of all three of them which is a, a component of the biliary, which is what I was mentioning before, but you don't have the toxic overload that would indicate that you're more of a blue-eyed person. Mm. So um, there are rarities, and you're one of the rarities with a true green eye. Awesome. So you're special. <laughs> I like to think That's I'm special, yeah. <laughs> you're very special. So thank you. So can you, is this yes. why children, when, when infants are born, that their, eye, their eyes will actually change color? This have a it's lot true. to do with it. Yes. 
Yes. If you notice that many um, children, when they're born, they, they are born with blue eyes, and right. then, um, then they start to evolve into their true color. Or you might see brown-eyed, brown-eyed kids. Most of the time when kids are born, they're born with true, the true two colors, which is the blue and the brown, and then they start to evolve. Now, if they have had some heavy toxic exposure, such as drugs in utero, then their eyes might be a different color as well as they're born. And you'll actually see that in the structure of the eyes. You'll actually see some of the weakness up here uh, due to the addiction or to the exposure to the toxins and things like that. Or you might see more spots. You, they might look like they have more of a flower-looking um, eye versus than just a solid structure of the color. So you'll see some changes. But uh, And then you see people who uh, say, well... I normally have blue eyes, but then when I wear a certain color, they change colors. Right. And that is true. That's a reflection of the um, lights coming from the eyes and from the color that you're wearing, and then it um, starts to involve it. But what I love the most about iridology is that it, it kind of gives you seven years in advance of what is coming. Mm. It's like a, um, a disease uh, heads up that says, if you don't change this, this is what could potentially happen with you if you don't modify what you're, what you're doing right now. So it is a look into the future if you want to play with some words a little bit. And then how do you distinguish between, I I understood that you also can see the past and the present. So how do you distinguish between what's happening and what happened in the past and what's happening currently and and what's to come in the next seven years? Yeah, a lot of it depends on where the location of the color changes are and manifested in. So like, for example... Uh, one of the biggest areas that we look at is what we call the autonomic nerve wreath, which is what is surrounding the, the first color right um, outside the pupil. And um, that's the, what's called the autonomic wreath, and it uh, will have a lot of diff, diff, different discolorations in there. And oftentimes that is what is the geni- the, coming from, the, from your, your um, grandparents and your parents and so on. And that's something that you really have a hard time changing because it's been um, ancestral for so long. Uh, What you can see the changes in are like you'll see some dark spots in certain locations of the eye. Like if you see a dark spot in the spine, that typically means that there's a weakness in the spine or some toxicity or something that is causing a weakness in that spine area or a pain issue or something like that. And when you see the pain start to dissipate, that color or that spot will actually go away. And that's when you actually see true healing happening. And so you, literally you can see it change within about three days. Like if I'm uh, working with somebody on uh, digestive issues, for example, because that's what I see a lot of, a lot of autoimmune issues and things like that, yeah. is that once I get them on a clean eating, within three days, uh, pr- pretty much three days if they're really strict with it, they will actually find that um, they'll see some of those changes happening um, instantly. Hmm. Within three days, that's, if they stick really close to their diet and, you know, are really good with it and, and processing and all that kind of stuff. That's so impressive. Quite fascinating. Yeah. Well, with that, we're going to take a break. But everyone stay tuned for the Weekly Skinny up next. On this Weekly Skinny, I would like to talk about how auricular therapy can address skin issues. Auricular therapy involves stimulating points on the ears that correspond to different organs and systems of the body in order to achieve general and local effects. One annoying skin issue which auricular therapy seems to resolve in a timely manner is itchy skin. In traditional Chinese medicine, or TCM, seeds can be used and placed on corresponding points on the ears, in this case on the Shen Men, Lung, Occipital, Endocrine, and Adrenal Gland. 
For acute itchiness, another method of bloodletting is performed. Electrical stimulation has also proven to remedy itchy skin as well. Another common skin issue which auricular therapy has been proven to help with is acne. A study was conducted recently using auricular therapy to treat acne in teens and young adults, both male and female, over the course of 20 weeks. The results were quite promising. Another study is still being conducted using auricular therapy for psoriasis vulgaris. Psoriasis vulgaris is a common skin disease characterized by persistent, localized scaly plaques typically present on the elbow, knees, and scalp. It is an immune abnormal disease which progresses over a long period with frequent symptom recurrence and proves to be quite painful. In the U.S. alone, it was reported in 2016 by the World Health Organization that 7.4 million people suffer from it, and a majority of those who have psoriasis vulgaris say they are unhappy with their level of treatment. Acupuncture, and more specifically, auricular acupressure and therapy, is characterized by balancing the yin and yang of the body, its organs, systems, and mental well-being. Psoriasis vulgaris, and any skin condition for that matter, is physical evidence of an imbalance going on in the body and or mind. Auricular therapy is paving the way in alternative, less invasive treatments for these common skin conditions. For those who have long undergone treatment with no change to their condition, with no end in sight, have been given hope once again. Family-owned since 1986, Stargazers, a unique metaphysical bookshop, offers a large selection of precious gems, jewelry, candles, sage, shamanic drums and rattles, oracle cards, incense, and more. Plus, you can find a variety of healing goodness from some of the best healers under one roof, such as tarot and oracle card readings, spiritual response therapy, data healing, and energy work. Located in Bellevue at 12727 Northrop Way, Suite 10, Stargazers provides a foundation for healing, ample wisdom, and resources for starting or continuing your spiritual journey. Stargazers, making sense of the stars and everything esoteric. For more information and store hours, go to stargazersbooks.com. That's S-T-A-R-G-A-Z-E-R-S books.com or call 425-885-7289. That's 425-885-7289. Peach fuzz is great if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Today, I have the pleasure once again of having Dr. Vienna LaFrenz on my show. Dr. LaFrenz is an integrative medicine doctor. So, Dr. LaFrenz, how did you come to incorporate auricular therapy? You know, by chance, I, uh, again, I was uh, doing a lot of the integrative stuff and, and uh, traditional Chinese medicine, and I came across an opportunity to actually learn from Raphael Najer, who is uh, Dr. Paul uh, Najer's son. And Dr. Paul uh, Najer has, has actually passed away, and so his son took over the business. And so he was actually uh, presenting for the first time in the United States in Washington, D.C., and I decided to go, and I was 
fascinated, absolutely fascinated, because I've already learned. I already knew about the uh, the Chinese version of of, acu- of the auricular therapy points, but not the French version. So I had been doing the Chinese version for quite a long time, um, teaching it in in um, some of the places that I worked, and um, to get the French version was actually um, similar to the traditional Chinese medicine, but the points are different, and the way in which you integrate and, and work with them are a little different as well. So I mm. had an opportunity to meet, to meet him and work with him, and, and man is, is just um, amazing, absolutely amazing. He's a wonderful teacher as well as just extremely knowledgeable in the topic. That's so neat. So can you depict personality traits through auricular therapy as well? Not really. Um, not really. Most of the time you're really looking at physical issues that are, are showing up. And uh, now, of course, many of those personality traits might show up as you're uh, <laughs> facilitating or inhibiting some of the points that you're working on. Um, the way I use the auricular therapy points are I use uh, seed beads and I use um, electrical stimulation. There's also laser that you can use. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that Nogier was very well known for was using laser to um, activate the points. And one of the things that I found from him, and this is one way in which you can determine which points you want to use, is that they're, similar to the body, the um, points that need to be activated will actually show a specific color, um, like a point, that um, as you're starting to activate um, this one point in the ear, the others will start to just illum- illuminate and it'll say, oh, you need to go there. And um, it'll show up like a freckle almost. And you just press on that point or you use electrical stimulation or, or something like that. And, and uh, you get the results that you're looking for, which, you know, is basically the body telling you, I need you to press on this point. Mm-hmm. And now, so what are the most common issues you treat using auricular therapy? <sighs> I, I treat a lot of pain issues. I, I treat a lot of um, addiction as well as weight loss. But also, I do work on anxiety and uh, more of the mental uh, psychological issues as well. Um, there's some phenomenal combinations of points that I like to use. And oftentimes what I'll do is I'll teach people how to use the seeds uh, and place them on certain points. And I'll place them on a point and, and make sure that they know how to place it, where to place it, and all that because it's extremely important that they work on the, on the correct points. And um, if people are getting headaches or migraines, oftentimes it's related to a point that is having um, some too much stress or too much uh, or not enough. It's, it's too weak. Mm-hmm. And, um, for example, one of the things that, are, that was very fascinating for me was that where most of us get um, piercings for earrings is right um, in the lobe of the ear. That's also the points where the eyes are. <laughs> and so oftentimes when people are doing the gauging, when they are, you know, using those <laughs> earrings to you expand, know, um, yeah, yeah, to gauge it, um, it actually affects their eyesight and they'll actually find either that they are requiring glasses after they start doing that huh. and um, their eyes get a lot weaker and um, also the type of metal or earrings type of uh, earrings in the metal that you wear has a big difference as well. Like you kind of indicated that gold actually strengthens and silver pacifies. So if you have like an eye strain or uh, like you feel like you're getting eye pain or fatigue, then that basically means that the eyes are working too hard. And so you need to pacify. 
if you have nearsightedness or farsightedness, that means that the eyes are weak, and so you need to strengthen. So if you're needing to pacify, then you're going to wear um, the silver, and if you need to um, strengthen, you wear gold, and then uh, that helps to... But if you also need to see, wear something that's more of a... Um, neutral, then that'll be the stainless steel type. That's so fascinating. So how does a nickel nickel allergy come into play then? Um, that one may not manifest at all. Um, it really depends. It depends on if your body is, is having issues with the nickel itself, then you'll actually feel a discomfort in the ear. You might actually feel like you're getting like an infection. You might actually get some, um, you know, uh, itchiness or... or um, actually feel like your ear is, is getting infected. So um, that's how I would yeah. see manifest that, as if they have a nickel allergy. Um, now, the ear, as far as with traditional um, traditional Chinese medicine, nickel doesn't really come into the factor. They really just base it on gold, silver, and um, stainless. Okay. So would you consider auricular therapy a cl- complementative therapy to the other modalities that you offer? Oh, absolutely. Um, when And what I like about it is the fact that, you know, I can place these ear seeds on somebody and they can last for quite a while. You just leave them in until they fall out. And then typically you switch ears. So you might treat the right ear first and then you'll work on the left ear. And the reason for that is giving the right ear time to uh, recover from the constant pressure of the ear seeds. But what I really like is that um, as they're, let's say they're trying to stop smoking, based on the points that we use, which is usually like the, there's a Shenmen point, which is a, the the uh, master point, if I want to indicate it that way. Uh, it's like it's like the uh, Energizer Bunny <laughs> of all um, points. Yeah. And it uh, will help to support and enhance the other point that you're working on. So if you're working on smoking cessation, that you would work on the lung and you would work on um, the um, the central nervous system and then you'd um, place it on the Shenmen. And then that way it helps to address the, uh, the desire to have a cigarette or yeah. if you're wanting to lose weight, then you put it on the stomach point and the Shenmen and the autonomic nerve system and things like that. So it helps with uh, the urges and things like that. So aside from these therapies um, addressing physical health issues, how do they work on mental and emotional issues? Yeah, those are the points where you would actually uh, really work on the vagus and the, on the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nerve systems and um, address those. There's uh, one point in particular that is right at the entrance of the ear uh, that actually helps to address lots of emotional imbalances and um, stressors such as anxiety and depression and things like that, where you can actually have a huge impact on those two. Hmm, that's awesome. And have you seen yeah. the same health issues revealed through each of these therapies with the same client as far as through their ear and also the, through their iris? Yeah. So with the ear, the way that you can identify the health issues is that you can actually, when you press on the point, if it's very painful, similar to like acupuncture points, um, if it's extremely, and also reflexology points, if it's extremely painful to the touch, like when you press on that point and they're like, ow, that really hurts, then that means that's an area that needs to be treated. Um, and, and so what you'll actually see is, like I mentioned earlier, when you have these little points that show up that, show, that say this is a point of the ear that needs to be addressed because there's a weakness 
or too much stressor in that area, then um, it'll highlight and it'll, you know, turn out of the color. And as you start to see changes, that color will actually go away and it won't illuminate anymore. So you, you know you're on the road to recovery. But mostly it's that the person's not having those um, addictions or those cravings anymore. Hmm. And they actually feel like they're able to control it more. And how do you determine when to use these therapies? You know, it really depends on the person and their openness to it. Uh, because as with any healing modality, if somebody's not open to something, then their whole system, their whole energy system will be blocked and it will not take it in as much as it would if they were just going in with us as an open vessel. Uh, also, depending on their comfort level, if they uh, don't mind their ears being touched, um, the iridology piece, um, sometimes it's difficult um, to do that because of, like, if they have a photophobia, for example, and they can't have a bright light shining in their eyes, then it's going to be very difficult to take a picture of their eye. And so, therefore, it'll be difficult to do that. So I can use other modalities such as the auricular, the, um, the tongue, the uh, acupuncture points and things like that to identify truly what's going on or the biofeedback like we've talked about before. This is all so interesting. <laughs> well, with that, yes. <laughs> yeah. well, with that, we're going to take another break, but everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Family owned since 1986, Stargazers, a unique metaphysical bookshop, offers a large selection of precious gems, jewelry, candles, sage, shamanic drums and rattles, oracle cards, incense, and more. Plus, you can find a variety of healing goodness from some of the best healers under one roof, such as tarot and oracle card readings, spiritual response therapy, data healing, and energy work. Located in Bellevue at 12727 Northrop Way, Suite 10, Stargazers provides a foundation for healing, ample wisdom, and resources for starting or continuing your spiritual journey. Stargazers, making sense of the stars and everything esoteric. For more information and store hours, go to stargazersbooks.com. That's S-T-A-R-G-A-Z-E-R-S books.com or call 425-885-7289. That's 425-885-7289. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. 
With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at asteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And if you're just joining us today, I have the great pleasure once again of having Dr. Vienna LaFrenz on my show. Dr. LaFrenz is an integrative medicine doctor in Republic, Washington. So, Dr. LaFrenz, I want to ask you if you can share an experience with us using these modalities. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I actually work with quite a few people who, like I mentioned, have digestive autoimmune issues and things like that and all and allergies. And so I was working with somebody who was having a very difficult time eating anything, literally would respond to, would have uh, allergic reaction and things like that. And so found that it was more of a digestive issue, which, you know, when, and also there was a lot of skin eruptions from it as well. So it wasn't only just affecting the internal, but also the external. And as we know, the the skin is the largest organ there is. So, of course, whenever there's any kind of detoxification or toxic that's going on in the body, it's going to emanate eventually into the skin, as I sure, I'm sure you understand of that. Of course. And so, um, <laughs> this person was having a lot of skin eruptions, uh, like acne and almost looking like psoriasis. Um, and so, and, and then, of course, their digestive process, and they were losing a lot of weight, and they didn't have weight to lose. So uh, it was pretty urgent that we got started. As I did some iridology, I noticed that when we look at the autonomic nerve wreath, which is the layers that are just directly outside the iris or the pupil, um, there was quite a yellowish ring around, um, and she has brown eyes. And so there was this yellowish ring around that. And so that told me that there were some toxins that were going on within the intestines and the stomach. And so um, I started actually working on um, creating a really clean diet and detoxifying and really, you know, cleaning the person out with um, getting all the toxins out, found out she had some heavy metals going on, which was preventing a lot of those things occurring. And then also I noticed that every time she went to go get uh, like a flu shot, uh, she would get more speckles in the eyes. So vaccines, flu um, shots and things like that also affect the color of the eyes. So um, I would see these new variants as we were going on and I'm like, what's going on with this? Hmm. And then she would tell me, oh, I just went and got a flu shot. Okay, now I know what's going on. So as we started to clean that out, as we know, the flu shots and vaccines also have some metals in there too, so that was kind of slowing the progress down. As we started to detox her, her color of the eyes became much more vibrant. Um, the, so the yellowish color that she had around the eyes, she always liked having the amber color eyes. Well, that was more of a toxin that was showing <laughs> up and basically showing that her body was toxic. And so as we started to clear her up, her eyes started becoming more brown. And she was a little disappointed by that because she was always known for her uh, uh, her um, amber eyes. But right. um, health meant more, more differences. What I also noticed is as I was working on her ears with the auricular points, that the points that I was uh, focusing on, which was the digestive piece, as well as eliminating the toxins, that um, I was able to switch those over from that into really strengthening the system in ver- versus working on the imbalances or the weaknesses. And that helped a great deal. What ended up happening is she was able then to start introducing more foods into her diet that were nutritive. That, and we always start with the live food first, the plants and, and uh, foods that haven't been, um, you know, processed too much and things like that. And she started to bring more and more in. 
And then her skin just became, oh, just beautiful, mm. absolutely stunning. And you actually would see a lot of the psoriasis starting to dissipate. And um, she'd get a healthier skin underneath. And once the layers started to um, slough off, she had beautiful skin underneath. When she would start to go bad again, meaning starting to bring some of the foods in that uh, were causing more of this dis-ease in her, in her intestines and her digestive system, she would start getting more of the skin issues. So it was allowing her to be more aware of her whole body, how it reacts to certain things, and then how she could actually um, resolve it herself and see a sign before it got too bad. Right. And... Um, yeah, so now today she's eating anything and everything that she wants to because she was able to eliminate that and get her digestive process to the point where it needed to be. That's remarkable. And her eyes are absolutely beautiful brown. <laughs> That's remarkable. <laughs> and it's great, too. Yeah. I'm sure that your your patients walk away, your clients walk away with the knowledge of looking for things in their eyes, right, and seeing what's going on in yeah. their bodies as well. And, and their tongue. Um, yeah. One of the things I always ask people to do is look at your tongue first thing in the morning, and that will tell you exactly you know what's going on. Uh, I used to tease uh, new parents that there's a way in which you could tell if your kids are sick by if you have them stick their tongue out and there's this heavy white coating on their tongue, they're sick. If they're not, if it's not, they get to go to school. Huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's an easy enough test. <laughs> so, yes, so why do you think many of these therapies are not used by ma- the majority of Western medicine? You know, it's not taught in those school in the Western schools, and I wish they would because. If they use these subtle uh, incidents or subtle um, areas to identify and address, they wouldn't need all the machines that are being used these days. But partly, I think some of it is due to the science. There's a lot of science out there. Uh, these these uh, modalities all have been used, like you said, for thousands of years. Yeah. And yet we stopped using it when we started to get into more of the mechanical side of medicine. And this is more really focusing in on the the person themselves and what's truly going on. And I just don't think they understand. Plus, I don't think they believe in it, truly. And that's sad because think about all these years that, you know, medicine men have been healing, medicine men and women have been healing their tribes by just using these well-known areas to identify what's going on with the body. Right, exactly. No machines needed. And so what would you say is the main takeaway for you or the main thing you have learned by studying all of these therapies? It's really being observant. Um, It's given me a whole new way in which to look at my clients and literally look at them because, you know, there's a lot that people will say and while they're, you know, in their first session or something like that, but their body's telling me something else. And so it allows me to take that into the next level. And oftentimes it's something that they may have a hard time talking about. And so I might say, hey, you know, your tongue is telling me this or your eyes are telling me this. What, what do you know about that? And then they are then they, oh, well, I didn't want to say because I'm a little embarrassed about it, but that's okay. This is the whole point. You, <laughs> that's why we have the sessions that we do is this is the opportunity to address every option there is of what's going on with this person and get to the root cause of everything. And... Um, so what I like about it is it gives me so many different avenues that I don't need a device for. Mm-hmm. I don't need, you know, electricity for. I don't need to have uh, a, a, a expensive piece of equipment to do this. I can just look at somebody's eyes and say, ooh, 
it looks like you might have some digestive issues. Here's some some suggestions that you might be able to do or, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I love how it just proves, again, that everything is all connected. It is. Yeah. And the thing is, we don't catch a disease. We We actually create a disease in our body, and that's why I like to call it more of a dis-ease, because right. it truly is a dis-ease in the body. And the more that we become aware of how, how our body is talking to us and how it's telling us things, and so the more that people can look at their eyes and say, ooh, I see that around the uh, pupil that I get the, I'm getting this little ring, or like in the elderly, you'll see this white ring around the outer portion of the um, iris, and that is typically related to a sodium ring, meaning they have too much sodium in the body. And so that can actually help to identify what's going on as well as you're aging. And so then it basically gives you an opportunity to say, oops, I'm starting to see me going down this path. I either make a change now or I'm going to deal with a chronic issue much later in life, which, you know, takes away the joy of your life as well. Right, exactly. Well, I feel like we can have a whole nother show on this, but I'm going to have to ask you how my listeners can contact you for an appointment or learn more about you. Yeah, so they can actually um, get onto my website, which is www.natural-therapeutics.com, or they can call my clinic at uh, 509-775-3313, or they can also contact me by my email. But most of the time, if they go on my website, there's a contact form, and they can just uh, fill out a contact form. And um, I... I, uh, check it every day and we'll get back to them ASAP. Terrific. Well, thanks again for being here today. Thank you. You're welcome. You're an amazing, um, I think you're providing such a um, tool here for everybody and all your listeners. So I'm very grateful to be a part of it. So thank thank you. Thank you. And thank you to Eric, my stellar producer, and you, the listener. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. Really love the show. Don't be shy. Drop me a line at sakuratlovefromthehip.com. Tune in next Wednesday for another episode of Go Beyond the Veil with my co-host Rory Reich. And stay kind out there. Stay true to you. And don't forget, make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare ya. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com.